Welcome everyone to the Nacket Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, happy late Thanksgiving. Ah, uh, yes. The giving of thanks was had. Hope everyone had a had a good holiday. I, I know it was a lot of fun in the, that kind of nerd family. At least we got to you know say hi to each other. We did. We did say hi to we each the other. The text messages. <laughs> it was it was great. I felt so close to you in that moment. Not like we text every day. Uh, you text me more than my family. That's true. Not complaining, but you do. All right. Well, this episode, uh, we're going to do things a little differently than we do every single week. We don't have a ton of topics because we're going to be talking about Justice League. Uh, we're going to be giving our spoiler-filled reviews and just conversation about the movie. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, skip ahead. We do have some other topics, uh, but uh, most of this podcast is going to be talking about this movie. So just heads up, spoiler warning, you have been warned. So here's – here, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on before you start introing and being all moderate the way you are. Here's how we're going to do this. You guys go first. I'm just going to sit back. And then I will go. And then I would like to start with the person who saw it, uh, the, 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 the person who saw it last. Uh, so this way it's fresher in their minds. And I believe that is Joshua Burns. Yeah. I, as I sit here uh, at my desk with my long sleeve Justice League tee from Loot Crate DX that I, I received today. Um, I mean, I, look, I can honestly say this movie was a giant piece of garbage. It was just the biggest piece of shit ever. It was god-awful. It was really bad. It was awful. That's just the hot take, right? No, I'm done. <laughs> just that's it. That's, that's, it. All, that's all your thoughts in general. I'm done. I, I uh, d- was severely disappointed uh, by this movie, which is you know not uncommon. I set the bar low, and, and all DC had to do was just give me a story that after you think about it for more than you know, 15 minutes makes sense and like, you know, can actually tell a good story. And you know they they almost they almost got there. They were so damn close, mm, but nope. but but they they didn't. Uh, and I will tell you the 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 first thing that really just uh, I seriously I, I spent like five minutes just seething over was how they opened the movie with this cell phone footage of Superman. And there's two things I have a problem with. Number one, you're holding the phone the wrong way. Okay, go go landscape, not portrait. What's the matter with oh, you? Oh, well, that's ridiculous. number two. Uh, it's all pixelated. Number three, Superman's fucking face that entire time. He looked like the humanized version of Shrek. I couldn't deal with it in any time. Nah, he, he looked like he had a stroke. I wouldn't call him humanized version of Shrek. He, but we've had two movies featuring Superman, uh, and in, in neither one did he look like a cartoon. He This was yeah, but he, I have to, it was off. CGIing his mustache uh, away awful. is awful. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about that. It was and they, it was the rest of him as well. It looked like it looked like Neo. Here, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were several times right where the CGI was just like, okay, stop. And Steppenwolf terrible. The whole movie was a piece of shit. And Steppenwolf is the the big like glaring issue when he came to the CGI. It's like, why didn't you just do a guy in makeup? Like, like why did you have to go? CGI Steppenwolf. It doesn't, I don't believe it. And it looks terrible. Like it's just bad CGI effects. And you know, there's some poor schlub who spent like months removing Henry Cavill's mustache from his face. And he was like, you know, guys, I think we did it. We're going out for beers tonight. Way to go. And they gave it to the studio. The studio, someone's drunk at the, the screening on. Yeah, good. And then they put it in front of people. They're like, uh, I don't know what you guys were doing. You're not finished yet. Like, mm. did you just, did you just do bad Photoshop? What did you do? Um, and then I, I, uh, I cannot wait to hear 
uh, what Brian has to say about the Flash. I'm going to save all my Flash stuff for after Brian to vent uh, about him. Uh, I will say one positive thing about this movie, uh, and that is what direction they course adjusted for Superman, the character himself. Uh, you know, last we saw him, he was a murderous uh, person who had the same name as Batman and looked like he was constipated the entire movie. Uh, and during, I prefer that version. I see. I, I at least like the fact that they were like, "Oh, no one likes what we're doing with Superman. Let's try to fix this just a little." It was just one. It was against. Uh, it was just Zod. I mean, everything else was. No. All right. Um, yeah. But I, I like the fact that they they at least tried to at least try to understand that. Oh, we've been doing a disservice to Superman. Let's at least uh, attempt to fix it. Um, and, and I see, and I, and I honestly feel you can feel the differences between Snyder and Wheaton scenes. Uh, pretty not harshly, but like it becomes apparent when that is a, a Wheaton scene that he has done by himself versus some of the Snyderisms. So it, it's garbage. It, it's yeah. It's 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 a little rough. Uh, I would still I would still put Suicide Suicide Squad uh, as a worse movie than this movie. Nope, not 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 even close. I mean, Suicide Squad was leaps and bounds better. This was a giant piece of shit. Every character was a giant piece of yeah, shit. Uh, here's the other question I have: the janitor's wife. Ezra Miller was my favorite part of the <sighs> thing, and and he was a giant piece yeah. of shit. Like everything was shit. That's that's the thing. Everyone I, I'm I'm listening to is like Ezra Miller. Obviously, the standout of person yeah, of this standout performance, and the movie was shit. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's it's really it's really easy to look really good when you're amongst turds. Brian, I, can you go so we can wrap this piece of shit up? <laughs> No, we need to talk. This movie for months. No, nope. this is built nope. up for months, and I refuse nope. to let this go to a five minute conversation. Oh, is it my turn now? <clears throat> all in all, this movie was better than BVS, the theatrical version. Yes, better than Suicide Squad, and that's not saying right. much. I was extremely, extremely disappointed in this movie for a lot of reasons. But let me start with some of the things that I liked. I liked. There were credits. No, I mean, there were some things I liked. I, I'm, I'm, I was joking. Uh, I liked the opening scene with Wonder Woman in, in the, the bank or whatever they were trying to blow up. That scene was great. I, I, I don't, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go don't ahead, go, butt go. me. Don't butt me. I liked Aquaman just in general. In my opinion, he was the standout in that movie. Um, I liked I did like the direction they took Superman in. He feels more like Superman. And that's about it. This this movie was an extremely weak story with weak character development, with a weak villain, and shitty CGI. Not just Superman's upper lip, but there was a lot of moments yeah. where I was like, "That's I, I get better CGI or better graphics out of my PlayStation than I do out of this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and here is, before I go into all... Of my many issues with with how they handled the Flash. Here is my main problem with this movie. And I'm going to try. Well, no, I'm not going to try. Listen, at the end of the day, you you have to kind of compare this to Avengers, the first Avengers. Because it's a very similar movie in the case of a group of heroes banding together. And the reason I say that is this. When you watch Avengers, everything makes sense as far as... Why these ki- these people have to come together, everybody plays a role, and it's a very important role. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to stop it by themselves. They needed to get together to stop the threat. 
And every character in that first Avengers movie had that moment where you were like, yes, that's why I love this character. This this scene right here, that's that person. Whether it be, you know, Tony Stark saying, that man is playing Galaga. Or if it's Captain America taking out three aliens while directing cops to do what they need to do, you stood up and you were like, yes, that's the character I love. This movie didn't have that moment for any of those characters. There was not a single moment where I felt like, yes, this is why I love Batman. Or yes, this is why I love Aquaman. It was just flat. And here's the biggest problem with this movie. They, this entire movie completely invalidated every other member of the Justice League because their entire purpose is to bring back Superman. Not to stop the threat, not to do anything, you know, to stop Steppenwolf. For 95% of the movie, they are getting their asses kicked repeatedly by Steppenwolf. And Superman shows up and makes the problem go away. That is not the Justice League. To me, it it pretty much made all six of those characters worthless in this movie universe. There is no reason these people needed to band together if Superman could have just stopped it to begin with. And they spend most of the movie trying to figure out a way to bring Superman back so that they can stop Steppenwolf. I have a huge problem with that because you're talking about the biggest characters in comic book history. Bigger than Spider-Man, bigger than Iron Man, bigger than Captain America. You've got Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, who by themselves are extremely captivating and, you know, just extremely popular heroes who, in their own rights, have all their own different skills, all their own different things that they bring to the table. And when, you know, something is too big for any one of them to handle, that's when the Justice League needs to come. It was completely ruined Because all we needed to do was bring Superman back and Superman saves the day. That pissed me off beyond belief. And there were other moments that just felt insulting to 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 viewers. Like when um when they ask Superman, what was it like, you know, being on the other side? What was it like dying? It was itchy. What? Like okay, fuck me then. I get it. Or when Lois is like, Oh, you 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 smell good. Oh, did did I not smell good before? Why is this? Yeah, a, who's the asshole in that situation? Her for saying he smells good, or for him for? I, I don't know. Is, it, is there an Old Spice commercial in here? I'm not aware of. Like, 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 like. What are you doing? Yeah. Or um. Now here's the thing. When you talked about Wonder Woman's first scene, right? And someone said, you know, what are you? She goes, I'm a believer. I'm like, in in what? Like, what do you believe in? Like, I'm not. I'm not clear. Or oh, I'm not saying the dialogue in that. Oh, scene. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I know, but but the, the scene, scene itself was awesome with her. Yeah stopping the bomb her deflecting all the bullets from the crowd that was a great scene you can't take that and, away and, from and it. no you're absolutely right and and the setups to these man i was really okay with dc going ahead and doing a justice league movie and then going into you know these individual movies i don't need them to follow, follow the, the marvel formula because they can be their own thing but like they they drop the ball so much on who these people are like i still have no idea how the hell Cyborg really came into being and what his interaction with the mother box was. Not a clue. Not a, not, I don't know why. I don't know why that happens. Uh, Aquaman shows up down in Atlantis. They're like, oh my god, you're real. You're here. Oh my gosh, you're in Atlantis. You've never been in Atlantis. All right, you guys got some armor. My man. And and that's it. Like, okay, are we just... Oh, he's got... And he's got no motivation to go and, yeah. and, and stop Steppenwolf besides the fact that Mara Amber Heard told like, him Like, are we to. just, just going to leave this here? 
And then I've never – here's the thing. Batman is a really awesome character, just like Brian said, right? He is an extremely gauging, smart, powerful, cunning dude. And Who in the last movie, by the way – I'm not even going off of comic book logic. In the last movie – Nearly killed Superman by himself. Guy is, guy is smart, But right? he can't figure out a way to stop Steppenwolf. This is he my looks problem. utterly this movie, useless and powerless. Like, it's so... Ab- this movie is disjointed in its own universe. Here's my other problem. At the end of BVS, we specifically see dirt rising from the grave of Superman, signifying that he's not dead. But halfway through this movie, he's like, oh, he's dead. They have to actually supercharge him with a mother box to bring him back. That makes no sense based on what you just showed me at the end of BVS. And, and you know. Yeah. No, dude, I hear you. And, 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 and the other thing is they made a very big point of which actually I enjoyed the scene of the argument between Wonder Woman and, and Bruce Wayne where they're arguing about bringing Superman back from the grave. And he brings up Steve Trevor and she like flips out and he says, you disappeared for 100 years. Yet Wonder Woman 2 takes place in the 80s. So I don't know how that's supposed to work either. Well, you can just um, retcon it at that point. But 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 you, you I know like you're writing a film knowing that you're going to have a sequel to Wonder Woman, knowing Flash that's going to take place in the 80s. No, you can't let Flashpoint be the, the reset all for, for this. T- oh, for please, God, shit. let there be a Flashpoint. <laughs> just, just write a good story. Like, you know, and and just little things like that annoyed me. And people are trying to come in and defend this movie, saying that the studio came in when Zack Snyder left, and they really, you know, controlled the process. I'm like, no. Like, no, I'm sorry. The studio may obviously have gone, hey, guys, we got a course correct after BVS. Wonder Woman was so good. Let's try to do a little course correction. But that's what Joss Whedon did. You gave him to Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, though, had a full-made movie and said, Shh, let's fix the third act, guys. Let's let's." There was no moment where – and if you wanted to really course correct, you needed to have this moment where either Wonder Woman or Batman, probably Wonder Woman, had to rally the troops and band them together and, and give them some sort of inspiration to do what they were doing. And there was not that moment. Batman is just being all – guilt-ridden emo readying himself to sacrifice himself for you know what he thinks is the greater good which in his mind the greater good is not stopping steppenwolf but bringing superman back do you know the the biggest villain though i mean with you go back a bit right you just kind of go to a high level and you want to know what the biggest villain is stairs and squeaky shoes because apparently the flash can't fucking run he can't run the guy trips on everything listen Tripping gag, funny once. Shipping gag, uh, all right, tw- funny twice. Third time you do it, okay, now you're really just fucking with me. Like, you really just want me to throw popcorn at somebody in the theater. They they made him and so stupid. useless. And dumb. Just, use, just useless. Like, in every scene, he doesn't do anything. He pushed Wonder Woman's sword closer to her. Great. She was literally, like, an inch away from grabbing it. So, all right. He literally does nothing the entire movie except supply the lightning bolt to bring Superman back. And the way l- – listen, like you you can sit there and say Ezra Miller had the best performance. I, I, I'm sure he did, but he, the material he was given was garbage. He They tried so hard to make him, oh, he's like Spider-Man. See, yeah. he's the funny one. He's the comic relief. He wasn't – he was annoying. By like the third or fourth scene – by like the third or fourth scene of him – Trying to make a joke. Yeah, and I blame Ezra Miller, too, for his choices. I don't necessarily think it's the script. He was he was just annoying, especially when he's running around the Batcave. He's like, it's a cave! 
leave. I'm like, I'm going to hit you. Like, I've never wanted to hit the Flash before. The Flash is my favorite DC character over Batman. And I love Batman. Yep. But they completely did him a huge disservice and injustice. You could have had comic relief in there and not have him be a, a child and have it be handled correctly. I mean, there's pl- and, and there's plenty of other characters that could have supplied comic relief. You know, Aquaman's not exactly all doom and gloom all the time either. He could have been a little bit of comic relief, and he was in one scene, but that's about it. And I, I just... <laughs> I was so disappointed, and I had my bar low, but I, I this movie needed to be better than what it was, and it wasn't. And, and that's the other thing, too. Warner Brothers needs this to be better than it was, because, I mean, not only are they going to lose a lot of money on this, right? They're already losing money but, on it. But, I mean, this is another, hey, critics are, are tearing your – critics and fans are tearing your movie down. That's That's not good for business. So I mean I don't know what that means for uh, the the movie universe at at, at large, but uh, this is not a good sign. And and Josh, I understand your willing your desire to just crumble it up and, and get over with. But we've been talking about this movie for months, and the fact that it's this disappointing, that it's worse than we even thought it was going to be, that they couldn't even do the basic things right, uh, it's a problem. I I will agree, Brian, though, with your your perspective that at least they did something good with Superman. I'm glad to 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 know I'm on you know the right track with that. But, uh, but in doing that, they ruined everybody the else. Characters. Absolutely. Yeah, they sacrificed everybody else to correct Superman. So just just not good. And there was no character development for like, And this is exactly what I was worried about doing it this way. There was no real development for Aquaman or Cyborg or Flash. And you, you didn't really get an idea of who these characters were. The most you got was Flash because you know what his motivation is. And here's the other thing. For a guy who is studying... In college, to be a forensic scientist, he's really fucking stupid. Really dumb. And that, that pissed me off. And, it, and and they made him such a joke. Like They're like, hey, Flash, go save this town full of Russian people. And I was like, yes, this is going to be my moment. This is going to be my Flash moment. He's going to rescue every single person in this town. Yeah. He rescues that one family that I don't give a shit about. And Superman rescues the rest. The whole building. And, in a whole building. Like, and, <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I hear you. Bottom line, this this movie is is awful. It's worse than we thought it could be, and it's seriously putting into consideration how I'm going to spend my money, even with a movie pass, on watching DC films. So uh, DC, you've got some serious work to do. Did you use your movie pass for this? No, I did not. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then you actually did waste money on it. I paid. I paid money for this. I'm even worse. So DC, you have some serious goddamn work to do. Fix it. Because it, I mean, you're you're losing, you're losing fans, and that's, that's just not good. And you're hurting your characters. <laughs> so welcome back. If you skip the Justice League conversation, uh, bottom line, we all hated it. I will say this before we move on: my brother and my father both liked it. So if they want to defend it, please, good good luck. Call or write. Uh, but we're not going to leave you with just negativity. We want to embrace the fact that it is around the Thanksgiving time when we talk about what we are thankful for for this year. So uh, I proposed a topic that we talked about the five nerdy things in this year that we are thankful for. Uh, sounds like we're bending the rules a little bit, which is always a little fun. So, Josh, I'd love to hear what are the five nerdy things you are thankful for <laughs> this year? Why, why do you think I'm bending the rules? Oh, I know I'm you're bending, bending the rules. rules. I'm not. You're going to lawyer me at the end of this. Be like, well, it's some uh, categories. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I am the five nerdy things I'm thankful for. Uh, nerdy thing number one is new Apple hardware. So that includes AirPods, new Apple TV, and iPhone 10. New Apple hardware I, is thing number one. That is that is good. Yeah. I, I, yep. 
That's three things in one, but okay. No, no, no. That is one. It's new, that is it's one. new Apple hardware. That is correct. That is within okay. the rules. I'm thankful for all Marvel movies. Is that is that's like sixteen sub bullets? Uh, <laughs> thing thing number two is portrait mode. I am thankful for portrait mode. Thing number three is CarPlay. Uh, couldn't live without it at this point. Thing number noticing four is huh? <laughs> Said I'm noticing a theme here. Yeah, I'm done with Apple now. Um, <laughs> okay. Thing number four is fidget gadgets. All of oh, them. And uh, thing number five uh, is nerdy entertainment. So I have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Netflix, and Flash on CW, and that is all. <laughs> all right, that last one was a little bit of a loophole. Just a little bit. It, why? I'm just saying it was a little bit of a loophole. I, I can't separate Mar- Marvel I, movies, Marvel Netflix. Yep, okay. Yep. I, okay. I'm, I'm equally enamored by both. Yes. And fl- I cannot speak about those things without saying also Flash on CW. Yes. But Flash on CW. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Nay, 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 DC. All right. For, for me, I have, I have, I've, I did bend the rules a little bit too, but I'll explain why at the end. So, my number one, I, I am thankful for Spider Man Homecoming because God knows we needed Spidey in that, that universe. We needed them in. The, did I steal your, uh, your, your bit here, Brian? Both of you stole one of mine. Just keep going. Thankful for Spider-Man Homecoming because we needed Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. We needed him to be part of this 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 journey. We got a great dose of him in Civil War, but gosh, what they did for this movie was fantastic. And let's face it, Michael Keaton was freaking terrifying. And all the guy did was answer a door. Like, that's scary. Uh, so uh, that is definitely up on, on my list. The next one is another movie uh, is Baby Driver. Uh, man, what what a great use of soundtrack to to music to car chasing! Uh, just Edgar Wright at at his finest. He's been working on the movie for years, and man, does it show! Uh, the cast is great. It's it's a movie I paid for to download digitally so I could watch it anywhere. I'm cheap. I don't buy movies. I I stream them when they're on Netflix and stuff. I paid money for this movie, and it's worth every damn cent. Uh, it is utterly fantastic. Uh, the other one, this is a little selfish. My my number three choice is the, the, my new MacBook Pro. Because, uh, guys, it's made delivering this show to you so much easier and faster and just a, just a great way for me to, to get the work done on the show. So if it wasn't for this little, little engine that could, uh, I wouldn't be able to deliver you this podcast every week. So it's definitely on the list. My number four is my movie pass. Man, just taking advantage of this thing has saved me not only so much money, but it's just given me a, a much more uh, free experience when it goes to seeing the movies. I, I don't have to feel pressured to really weigh the pros and cons and Rotten Tomato scores. I can just go see any movie I want because it's not free drinks, free food. <laughs> no, no. Again, I have taken all your criticism and I am starting to, you know, purchase things at the concession stands. Mm, and, and you have a free experience. That's <laughs> true. But uh, I have to think Movie Pass is fantastic. Now, if you're one of those people still waiting for Movie Pass, you probably hate it. So you know, once you're on the other side of the fence, the grass is very green. Come on down. Uh, the next one, the last one, number five, is going to get me in trouble with all the Android fans. It's going to get me a huge "I told you so." Uh, and the answer to that is, yep, you're right, and we owe you a huge apology. And that's wireless charging. Uh, having that set up for my iPhone has just changed the way I use it in my car, use it the way I do it in my, at my job. I mean, it's just a fantastic freaking feature. 
Um, I, I wish that we could have had it before. Android people, mm. you were bragging about it for years, and we brushed you aside. But hey, you were totally right about this. It's a game yeah, changer. We would have to compromise, like you know, functionality, usefulness. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna. Generally... I'm, I'm just saying they're like we've had it since 2000, and blah blah blah. Well, that's wonderful. I don't think I need to apologize to Android users. It's just though. they were. You, cause, well, I know. No. I know. I know. I've dismissed it. Uh, when people bring it up going, oh, it's a feature. Come on, man. You still got to put a little cable in the wall. It's really not wireless and just dismissing. I don't, I actually don't use it all that Uh, much. I do. Like, because it's just when I'm charging my phone, I need it to charge. And if I pick it up off the thing, it's no longer charging. So it's, I use it a lot. It's fantastic. Yeah, all right. Pretty good. I mean, but you know, don't don't tell me I need to. Apologize I didn't say to you Android did. People. Did I say you said, Josh? Burns? You said we. You said we. You said we. You did. Say, you did say we, which includes both of us. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever weighed in on the on the my opinion on wireless I will, charging. I will go back and put the burden solely on myself. So good man, Craig Phillips. You you win. Ding ding ding. You win. No 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 no. Craig doesn't win. No, not Craig. Maybe other Android people, but not Craig. And then um, I added number six because I'm allowed to cheat, and that's for a what baby Gwen. What the hell? I'm allowed to say Gwen Stacy, my little Gwen Stacy. I'm thankful for uh, my my little baby Gwen Stacy. Oh, you went fucked up that she was six. I saved the best for last. It was not in a particular order. No, no. Brian Thornton. Well, since you both cheated, I'm just going to go ahead and cheat. I'm thankful for all movies, all television, all technology. I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. All nerdy children in the world. I didn't cheat. (laughs) You're thankful for Justice League. I no, ah, you no, said all listen, movies. Listen, I actually had a list, and each thing is one thing. I didn't do any subcategories or living people. Each of my things are one thing. I wasn't. I was. To, I was told no living people allowed. What? I'm just Who saying. No like, living people all allowed. of you. All of you cheated. But and now and now everybody's gonna look at me judgingly when I give my list. So here we go. We were told no living people because Brian Thornton would have been number one on my nerdy thing. Exactly. That I'm for. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I, I, I guess I'll give my my list and everybody can judge me. Um, I'll, I'll start with the two that because this is in no particular order and both of you picked one of mine. Uh, I am too also thankful for Spider-Man Homecoming for uh, all the reasons that CJ said and, and more because I'm a bigger Spider-Man fan. <laughs> um, I am also thankful for The Flash, the TV show, not the shitty movie version because... It's so Frank good. Is, so is, good is my Flash. He's he my still flash. he still couldn't do it on the big screen, but so good. Um, I am thankful for, and this came out a year and a half ago, so this is kind of a little bit of cheap. But here's, I, I'm thankful for Overwatch, and here's why I'm thankful for Overwatch because a, not only do I get hours of enjoyment out of playing it and getting my ass kicked by my best friend, um, but anytime there's a new thing, I get it for free. None of this microtransaction bullshit, which is great. Um, I am thankful for, uh, the Kevin Smith podcast that I got to see live, which was a lot of fun. Me and my brother went to see Hollywood Babylon a couple weeks ago, which was great. And I plan on doing it again. And I, I finally am thankful for my Nintendo Switch because I have, have attended so many millennial rooftop parties since. <laughs> roof and pooping. It's been amazing. Roof pooping roof, all the time. Roof toilets everywhere. It's been fantastic. There's a toilet on, on the roof. The roof. <laughs> you know, which means, it means God, God is watching, watching us. I'm also thankful for all our listeners. Can we pander? Are we allowed to pander? Pandering? No. Because that's seven for you now, fucker. <laughs> touche. Touche. All right. Well, back by popular demand. Not, not, not popular demand. Like threatening. Like men back by under penalty of execution. You did. Wait, you, we, you and I both got threatened, didn't we? 
I got threatened at a bar by by a couple people, but most notably Laura Burns. <laughs> yes, but also Ellen was very threatening about. Ellen was very threatening as well. Who I got to meet, Ellen. That was nice. That kind of nerd fans, your voice has been heard. Your threats have been duly noted. Please stop that. We are bringing back everyone's favorite segment. It is time to cast this. Cast <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I almost forgot there was a theme song for it. For those of you who are unfamiliar, Cast This is when Brian and Josh take a movie, look at it, and recast some of the major players. I then judge it, and then I make them argue about it to see who wins. Let's start this round of Cast This. Uh, and, and if I remember correctly, this is this movie that we were casting this week was a request, was it not? Uh, yes, it was. It was actually Laura's request, but I said it was Zoe's. It's uh, Zoe has watched A League of Their Own no fewer than twenty times in the last month, so we're going to recast A League of Their Own with actors and actresses that she is probably a bit more familiar with, <laughs> a little more contemporary, and then we get rid of Madonna. <laughs> so that's always a nice, you know. A nice way to do indeed things. that's a plus getting rid of madonna really? a plus out of that entire cast i'd rather get rid of rosie o'donnell uh well we're gonna do that too all right oh well, yeah clearly um is there a particular character you guys wanted to start with or do you want to just go by a list that we have well i'll tell you what i i don't have a preference how we do it um as long as uh we take eternity and you make a ruling on each one i'm still wrestling with it let's have brian go first uh how about how about this how about I'll pick the character, you take the lead, and then we'll go from there. Okay, what, what character do you want to start with? All right. So if we're, we're going to start off uh, by recasting Jimmy Dugan, who was the coach, if I recall correctly. The manager. manager. Yeah. The manager. I don't, I don't understand baseball terms. I do enjoy this movie, though. Sports! Um, played by Tom Hanks originally. Um, and if I can't have old Tom Hanks playing this role <laughs> again, because I kind of want to. Um, I actually have Nathan Fillion in this role. Ooh. How many times can you select Nathan Fillion? This is just the second time. You knock your shit off, Josh. You know what? I was really like, I was going through all the all the ladies in the list, and I was like, oh, Anna Kendrick, and I knew I was going to get shit for it, so I didn't cast Anna Kendrick. I don't believe you didn't cast her, because I'm, I'm sitting I here, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in front of my, my, my MacBook, putting together my notes, going... Brian's going to cast Anna Kendrick as Kit Keller. I know for a fact. I swear to God. (laughs) Brian's going to cast Anna Kendrick as Kit Keller. The thought crossed my mind, but I actually really like my pick for Kit Keller. But for Jimmy Dugan, I have Nathan Nathan, Fillion. Nathan Fillion, and... um, I do. uh, I don't often discuss my picks with Laura. Uh, I was talking to her, and I I had one opinion about who would play a better drunk Jimmy Dugan, but... The guy that would play a better redeemed character is Timothy Oliphant. Hmm. Brian likes it. I, I do, but I here's I, the thing: when I think Nathan Fillion, I, but I like Nathan Fillion. More. When I think Nathan Fillion, right? I, I I I really think about his ability to do comedy, but I don't see the dark side of the drunk part, right? Of Jimmy. So Brian, defend Nathan Fillion as a. Uh, you know, a violent drunk, a or drunk, a guy gets a angry. drunk misogynist. Yeah, yeah. I, Make I him a to... drunk misogynist, please. No, there was. I, oh, why? Why is this escaping me? There was a role where he pretty much was that. Hang on, seconds. I got this. And and, and uh, his role in Rick and Morty doesn't count. I'm not. I'm. Not, <laughs> I'm not thinking Rick and Morty. Um, but funny. Um, because here's the thing. In my in my opinion, Timothy Oliphant can do the whole thing. Yep, the whole thing, whole gamut. 
Start to finish. The redemption, the whole nine yards. Interactions with the little boy. I mean, he's got it down. Yep. Yeah, Nathan Fillion can do all that too. You're just asking me to I don't see Nathan Fillion as him. a drunk yelling at a little kid and then also saying there's no crying in baseball. Like I just don't see him <laughs> nailing that. Right. You've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer then, I've have seen you? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, he's Caleb in season seven. Come on. What? <sighs> Listen, did that, you that did you go all character? Like, did, is every one of your picks low budge? Because every one of mine are like blockbuster picks. No. Except for no, like one. No, two. not low budge. The, the rest are, are pretty high profile. Uh, they're half and half. But I have half and half. I, I think, he, I mean, listen, I, I just gave you a role where Nathan Fillion can and be I dark. I appreciate that then. And and you mix that with kind of the asshole douchebag misogynist that he is in Dr. Horrible as Captain Hammer. I think he can do it. Okay, so now we have capabilities. That, that's that's absolutely no problem. Uh, Josh, I'd love to hear, though, your example as to why Oliphant was, was the number one pick instead of going with your other. Um, I went with him because essentially every character he plays has some darkness. Like there's, there's very few roles he plays where he's just all good. Right. So whether it's Seth Bullock in Deadwood or whether it's the character he played so many seasons and justified, that was fantastic to all the movies we've seen him in, whether he's a, like a scumbag porn peddler in the girl next door or, uh, I mean, he's, he's done, he's done it. He's done it all. Like I, I, and I don't, I don't see any way we can find a better fit based on those criteria. Yes. Listen, this is a, not a good sign for Brian, but I'm going to give uh, round one to Josh. Timothy Oliphant for the win. That's fine. It's fine. We are, I, we are I, going I like to move on to the scout, Ernie Cappadino, who was played by John Lovitz, and I wrestled with it. Brian? Oh, you want me to go first? You're gonna, yeah, you're going to go first. Yeah. Uh, I, I have uh, Jonah Hill. As Ernie Cappadino. I don't hate that move. I, my problem. No, I think that's pretty good. Why I wrestled with it so much is that I had a problem finding an older guy who could like play the disheveled sort of traveler and be funny and also mean at the same time. And I went with John C. McGinley. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I, I love him in general. I do too. Right. Just right. as a human being. <laughs> yes. Right. So, like, I was thinking, who can be mean and funny and not really divorce the two? And he, he, came, he came up. Like, he was the, first, like the, the, the second guy I thought about because the first guy wasn't funny. He was just mean. So you're right. So both of your, your, your choices here are, are known for these kinds of roles. So I'd like to hear from each of you just a rebuttal to the other pick, starting with Brian. Why is John C. McGinley the wrong pick? Oh, you want me to know, tell you why he's the wrong yep. pick? Why is John C. McGinley the wrong pick? Why are you changing the game on me? <laughs> this is good. I like this. Not asking you to defend Jonah Hill. Uh, tell no, me you're why not John C. McGinley is wrong. Defend Jonah Hill. You're asking me to tear down the opposition. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I, 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 I see the point, but here, here's my worry about putting John C. McGinley in that kind of role. He's just going to be Doctor Cox with baseball. I don't. That's exactly what I want. I, I don't think that's what you need though i mean dr cox for all of his you know uh all of his sports references and pep no, talks of, no it has nothing to do with the, the references or anything but i mean him as, as uh dr cox it, it, he you still get this uh i don't know how to explain it but like everything he does no matter how mean it is it, it's to teach jd something and you see that in his performance if I just have Dr. Cox, I, I don't think you can divorce the mean. I think 
the mean is going to come off as like a learning opportunity, and that's not what I want. So you're not getting so you're it, not getting intense, intensely mean. You're just getting mean with maybe a purpose behind it, right? Is that is that your summary? Where I think Jonah Hill can can be mean for just being mean. My problem with Jonah Hill is he's far too young for that role. No, not anymore. Yeah, too young he's for in that his role. Thirties. That and and we had uh, he played uh, John C. McGinley played. Uh, like a grizzled. Well, I want to hear. Reporter. I want to hear about Jonah Hill. I don't want to hear about John C. McGinley right He's now. He's too fucking young for the role. That's it. That's There's all you've no, got. Like John Lovitz was far old. Like I cast this the, the same in, in the same fashion that that these characters were. But I don't see Jonah Hill like he's slapsticky, and it just I don't feel like he's. I don't feel like he's tough enough to play like a Chicago scout. I just don't. And and I get that from John C. McGinley. I get tough. I get funny. I get mean. And Jonah Hill's just kind of, meh, I'm fucking funny. And that's and, and I'm mean funny because I'm making fun of you, but there's nothing behind it is my problem. But that's my argument. John Lovitz was 35 when that movie came out. Let's see how, how old, old Jonah, Jonah Hill, Hill now? is. I'm looking it up right now. He was 35? Was, he was 35. Wow, John Lovitz not aged well. No. 92. He was born in 57. 92 when that movie came out. Minus 57 is 35. And Jonah Hill was born in 83, which would make him a shy yeah. under Yeah, all right. I mean, it, right it age. Plays. Well, I, I'm going to have to say then, based on the arguments, it's going to go to Jonah Hill because... Uh, all right. He's the right age. Bur- uh, Brian are on the board. If you're going to bring age up, I'm going to bring up... I'm going to pull up all <laughs> Laura, their ages Laura now. is not going to be happy, but let's go. I'm going to pull up all of their ages. All right, now. Brian, you, 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 pick, you pick the next one, please. Let's go with Ira Lowenstein. Uh, I went with John Cusack. Okay. I went with George Clooney. Who? Uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Hold on. So we got George Clooney and, and who else? John Cusack. Okay, I didn't hear you. Hold on. Make a pick. I, I, just, I hate John Cusack and anything he does. I'm, I'm, I'll go with Brian unless he got a, an argument for here for it. I, I don't think Clooney's nerdy enough. That's wow. what I was. I, I looked. I looked at Clooney, but I don't. I just don't find him to be the guy that played Lowenstein was a stammering, stammering, stumbling sort of nerdy. I went through a lot of actors, and I I, I landed on Cusack. I don't dislike Clooney. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Give, I'm gonna give that one to, to George Clooney. So Brian, yeah, you're on. You're good. on that one. Pick the next. Yes. Okay. I guess we'll start with the the ladies of baseball then. You're on a roll. Um, huh? You're on a roll. So, I mean, if I'm on a roll, I, I, let's go with Doris Murphy, who was originally played by Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. Well, who do you have? I have Jillian Bell. And we know her from... Oh, she's the, the chicken bad moms? She, bad mom. She was in 22 Jump Street. She she's boisterous. She's loud. She's, you know, a little, 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 little extra. Um, but I can totally see her playing that role. Oh, okay. I know her. All right, Brian. I picked Amy Schumer. Huh? I picked Amy Schumer. Well, that, I mean, just right there. I know, I know. We all hate Amy Schumer, but I picked her for all the same reasons. That I don't. You... I don't want her anywhere near anything I ever cast. Yeah, no. So I, it's a <laughs> wonderful that, pick. But good, 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 good job. No, nope, it's going to Josh Burns. Go to Julia Bell. It's a wonderful pick, but because you all hate her, fine. every no, because fine. everybody hates her. Everybody. Hates she her. was in. She was in the movie. Thank you for your service. And Jenny and I both looked at each other when she came on screen, and she's in a completely serious role. Just like fuck Amy Schumer. She's a detriment to every. Yeah, she brings that in annual. No, I'm sorry, you've you've lost because you poorly cast Amy Schumer. 
So, Josh, uh, right, I, I, I think I perfectly cast her if you hate her so much. I'm just saying. No, I didn't hate I didn't Doris. Hate Doris. I didn't hate Rosie O'Donnell in that movie. Doris was great. She was touching. There was an. Uh, there was a, she was a great character. Uh, I'm going to pick um, May Mortabito, the Madonna character. Oh, Brian, man. I'm not so sure about this pick, but uh, I'm sure I'm gonna, about my pick. I'm going to go with it. I have Vanessa Hudgens, and I have Margot Robbie. Wow. So two drastically different uh, approaches. Uh, since we were tied right now, Brian, give me your uh, defense of uh, Vanessa Hudgens. No, you won't defend it. <laughs> no, I, I, I won't because I like Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> the more I think about it, uh, yeah, I think that's the right choice too. So I giving this round to Josh Burns, making Josh now in the lead, three to two. Two cast members left. Josh, you have the board. Go for it. Uh, we're going to move on to Kit Keller, and I would love to hear Brian's pick. Kit Keller. That's yeah. tough, man. Lori Petty was the original actress of this. This is big shoes to fill. I know. I have two, and I'm waiting on Brian's call before <laughs> I name mine. Go for it. I have Melissa Benoist. And we know her I have from. No idea who that is. You do know her. She's Supergirl. Oh, I oh, super hate that. Oh, no. Yep. I hate CJ it. likes no, the, it. That's why he went, it. oh. You also got her from, from Whiplash, too. She's in Whiplash. She's in Homeland. She's uh, in. She's longest riding. What's that movie? Glee. Mark Wahlberg, What's... Patriots, Patriots Day. Was she oh, she wasn't Patriots Day. Yeah, she was. And she was in Glee. Yeah, I'll yeah, take I know. that out. That's why I said it. <laughs> can't can't judge her just on Supergirl. Go ahead. Uh, who who do you have, Josh? Um, I'm just double checking. Yeah, so my second pick is the same height as Melissa Benoist, and I vetoed her because of her height. Um, so Emma Stone is my Kit Keller. She's five foot six. She's a great juxtaposition to who I cast as Dottie Hinson. And she's super spunky. She can do feisty. Everybody loves her. And she can do uh, ugly, duckling, ugly duckling a little bit too. So Emma Stone is my pal. Oh, man, these are, these are two solid choices. So uh, I, need some, I need some arguments. I need some defense. Brian, I, I don't think you're... Yeah, Brian, tell me why Emma Stone shouldn't be Kit Keller. <laughs> no, tell me, tell me why you went with Melissa. Why did you go with her over a bigger name? Because he didn't want to. He didn't want to cast Anna Kendricks, and <laughs> me to tell him he always cast Anna Kendricks. <laughs> that is part that's, of it. Anna Kendricks. That's definitely true. Sorry, I'm saying her name wrong. But I always cast Emma Stone too. So I, 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 I was going to say if you cast either. Emma Stone uh, look, in this, I would have. I, like, I said that to Laura. I'm like, these fuckers are going to say you always use Emma Stone, and you, I'm like, I don't you, care. You don't always cast Emma Stone. She's good. But okay, I want to hear Brian's I, defense. I, of I, I think, I think Melissa Benoist is. Charming as all get out. I think she could pull off Ugly Duckling too, which she has on multiple occasions. I think she has this really amazing drive and, and, and you know, is capable of displaying that like kind of uh, beaten down character who has to pick herself up and, you know, push through all, all of the hardship to, you know, win the big game as she does every week on Supergirl. <laughs> uh, but Josh would know. Because Josh doesn't watch Supergirl. But that's why I chose Melissa Benoist. And honestly, she was... I, I, I briefly thought Anna Kendrick, and then I, I said Melissa. It's a bold move, Con. Let's see if it pays off. Josh, you have anything? It's not going to pay off because a, Josh is going to... Do you have to, anything you want to add or anything you want to tear down when it comes to his choice there? Yeah, people know who Emma Stone <laughs> is. Who so, cares? There's uh, everybody that goes to movies. Nobody knew. I don't know. Hold on. We got we got Margaravia. This is Jillian not a movie Bell, that you Timothy need Oliphant. big names for. 
I mean, we we've joined. I mean, we got we got some people in this in this movie. Yes, there's a theme. I'm casting people that people know. <laughs> you never want to give the little guy a chance, which is what this whole movie is about. Which kind of pisses Ooh. me off. Ooh, <laughs> uh, that's gonna put a point in his direction, Burns. I, I need to, I need to hear something as to to why he's the wrong choice besides just brand recognition. It's fucking Emma Stone. She's gorgeous. She's spunky. She's feisty. She can play the little sister really, really, really well. I, I don't know a role about Melissa Benoist playing the little sister. She's Supergirl. Supergirl. So she's, you know, a cousin, I guess. Not really a little she, sister. She has no, a, a stepsister. That step that doesn't fucking count. Listen, because oh, she's an I, alien I, I, and she's right, superior here, in every here's way. Here's the deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. Stunt casting, I think, uh worked and convinced me. And I'm giving this one to Brian. Ooh, that's <laughs> the wrong But part. listen, we're tied. Yes. Dottie is Dottie Henson. Dottie is the is the one that's gonna decide at all here i i am gonna this lose was, this was originally I'm gina so, davis so we got another big shoes to, to fill um so we're doing dotty now you we're said dotty okay so and i want josh to go first on this one blake lively blake, blake lively. lively yep that's my dotty henson she's oh, five foot no, ten perfect it's great she's gorgeous she's i mean she's everything yep. she's confident to be a great leader yep, yep. Oh man, Brian, you're gonna have to pull something out of your hat for this one. No, I, 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 I'm 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 good with Blake Lively. <laughs> and Brian submits, making this another victory for Joshua Burns, ladies and gentlemen. It's again. I'll go back to a few episodes ago where I said, unless I crush him, it's not a victory. So <laughs> count it, man. It, it was good. All right, so let me run through our, our cast real quick here. We've got Timmy Oliphant as uh, Jimmy. we got Blake Lively as Dottie. Melissa as Kit. Margot Rabia as uh, May. Uh, Jill- Jillian Bell as Doris. Uh, George Clooney as Ira. And Jonah Hill as Ernie. That's a pretty solid list together there. That's a great cast. It's a good cast. That is, you know what? This is one of our best castists, in my opinion. <laughs> send it out send it to the studios send it to the studios let's reboot a league of the road and then we'll pick it and protest it because you rebooted a league of rome but we'll be happy that you <laughs> use our cast we'll just be railing against it uh that's fantastic josh and i are much better when working together uh yeah I, I would I, I would love i would love someday <laughs> to just get you guys versus somebody else and get another pair on and you guys go team-based cast this i don't know who we would do that with but Damn, that needs to happen. Somebody call Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Problem is, he actually has the power to cast a movie. <laughs> he would just sit there and go, oh, you'll never get that. You'll, you'll never get her. Yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll yeah no, work. yeah, no. I know. But this, it's as long as we're dreaming, as long as we're dreaming. Hey, well, listen, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you uh, for just being, again, amazing fans. We're always thankful that you guys are willing to make us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. Anytime you have an idea for a cast this, just go ahead and... Man! Uh, I really thought I got through the whole thing. Perhaps the fans would be thankful for Bane. I'm hoping Bane saw Justice League. (laughs) Bane did see Justice League, Joshua. What did Bane think of Justice League? I actually enjoyed it very much. (laughs) (laughs) I loved how terribly the head of the bat. I did not need to break him, for he broke everyone's spirit in the theater. It was amazing. Oh, Bane. I have to say, uh, I have missed you, and I and I do have uh, one more one more question. Well, what does Bane do for Thanksgiving? That's exactly what I was going to ask. Know. What does Bane do for Thanksgiving? 
Ah uh, yes, yes. They we, we went to the uh, the League of Shadows. Uh, <laughs> Ra's al Ghul had a wonderful spread <laughs> out this Thanksgiving. But all I, I did was I, I broke bats in the corner. It was quite entertaining as the fire rose from the oven cooking the turkey. So instead of a wishbone, you, you break bats. That's how that works? Uh, yes, I always get my wish, CJ. But my <laughs> wish is to always break more oh, bats. Oh, Bane. Well, thanks for stopping by, man. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. So, Bane notwithstanding, if you ever have an idea for Cast This, please send it to us. Tweet us, Facebook, whatever you do, just search at that kind or, of nerd. Or, or, or challenge us. I, I would love... I mean, if you, think, if, you, if you think you're up to I it. I would love to get a challenger on for Cast This. You want to you put it out there? You just want to say calling all challengers? Yeah, I mean, if, if you think you can do a better job than, than Brian and I can, uh, then, I mean, you can, name, you can name the movie or show. Uh, and we need, I'd say, no more than a, a few days' notice, right? right? If you get it into us by by a Tuesday, um, you know, we'll you can you can record a voice memo, send it in. We won't listen to it. We'll let CJ play it live, and and we'll have our picks. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll get someone else to judge. So maybe yeah, you'll be happy that I'm not I'm not judged. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll figure something out. But yeah, why why would you not judge? You're you you're in you sit in judgment of all of us constantly. That's very true. As always, thank you so much then for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work, and we will see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see there's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, because you were that kind of nerd. All right, so thank you again so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. We will see you guys next week for the nerdy world. I don't know what that means. The nerdy world? Yeah, see you for the nerdy world. Okay. Everyone feel good? No, because you both cheated, and my list is like, <laughs> I didn't so, cheat at all. There was so no cheating. Fucking, like, s- surface level. I didn't cheat at all. I could have said so many, like, other things about things. There was no fine. cheating. Uh-huh. CJ no. cheated, clearly, but I did not cheat. I, I just need to know for the record did anyone eat anything that wasn't turkeys, mashed potatoes, and, you know, biscuits, and stuffing? I, I had cannolis to- for dessert. Tofurkey or any of that BS? No, why would no? Did anyone no, call? No. Did anyone you? call the butterball turkey hot? Mic? Just, no. just President Bartlett. Just Bartlett. He was, the only, okay. he was the only one. I was just curious about the stuffing. Do you have to cook it inside the turkey or outside the turkey? <laughs> uh, is this a West Wing thing? <laughs> you guys are so lame. <laughs>